Howdy, folks. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. We're listening for the first five seconds. That's also really cool, whatever. I don't do this because anyone listens. I do it because um, I like to talk. And I need to, like, get things out sometimes. Like, an artist needs to... <laughs> I'm not trying to compare myself to an artist. But, like, an artist needs to, like, put art out and paint pieces and sculpt and all of those things to kind of get... Um, feelings and emotions and like just thoughts out I like to talk that's kind of my my art form my therapy if you will is just having conversation um I don't know I feel like it's productive and it helps us kind of navigate feelings and life in general uh hence kind of why I wanted to do this podcast tonight well I didn't want to initially I was going to watch Netflix but I figured that would be not the most productive use of my time. So here I am recording, um, talking to myself essentially into a microphone because that is way more productive, right? Cool. So, but I, I don't really have anything like specific to talk about. And I think that's why I've been so hesitant to just get on and record recently. I've definitely been in a lull when it comes to that. Um, but I was like, I don't have topics, but I think what I already preemptively want to name this particular episode uh, is life is weird because I probably say that at least 50 times a day because I don't know how else to explain what the hell we're all going through Um, and whether or not we're going through it on different levels or completely different scenarios and situations and trials and tribulations like it's just weird for everyone. It's a constant up and down, up and down, up and down. When you're up, you're not staying up. And when you're down, damn it, you're not staying down. So uh, that's kind of where my brain has been recently. And like I said, life is weird is sort of the catch-all phrase that seems to just like really um, just nail it on the head. <laughs> uh, because life is really strange. It is such and up and down, but like not even just up and down. It's like zigzag and crisscross and then diagonal and like some figure eight bullshit. And like, it's just the strangest thing, but it is the only thing, right? Because I don't know what happens after life, but like, I don't know. I can imagine this might be our only, I don't want to say that. That's a different topic, but you know what I'm saying? Just an experience that we're able to consciously happen. Like all we know is the present. I don't know what's in the future, Um, I don't always remember what was in the past. So all all we really have is the present moment. Um, But that looks very different on a daily basis. Like just depending on, I don't know, what food you eat, um, who you talk to, what you consume, what you decide to give your energy to, it all kind of dictates like the overall mood of the day. I have days where I wake up feeling really good and like I'm ready to be productive um, I want to eat really good that day. I'm going to get a two hour workout in, like write all the things that check all the boxes of what I know I need to be sane and keep like to keep me happy. Um, and then there are days where like I wake up late and I chug coffee and then I end up crashing and then I have no energy and then I don't want to do anything productive with work. And, um, I don't feel like working out that day and I want to just like eat fast food and fried food because, I'm only human, and, you know, when I'm tired and groggy, like, I crave shitty shit. (laughs) Um, But it's just weird balance of I know what makes me feel good, and even so, it's really hard to do this all the time. And then 
I know it doesn't make me feel good. And yet sometimes that always seems like the easy option, right? Like we know, and it's different for everyone what makes everyone feel good, whether it's yoga, whether it's journaling, whether it's playing Frisbee, whether it's cooking, whether it's gardening or like, you you know, whatever the case may be. Um, We all have those things that, that we know when we lean into and we lean lean into with full intention and like just complete, um, I don't want to say awareness, but just being super present in the activity that we feel our absolute best. And like that's, I mean, obviously it's a really good feeling. Like I cling to it when I, those endorphins of like the high that I get after I work out or like after I make a really good meal. Um, and it made me feel really good because it wasn't shitty food or after like I accomplish a task that I was just basically putting off, like all the things that I know in my heart, in my mind, just make me a happier person at the end of the day. (laughs) But then it comes down to discipline a lot of times because the things that make me happy don't necessarily come easy. They take a little bit more work and they, it's not the easy route. Um, So I don't know, just for like shits and gigs, let me just humor myself for a minute and like go through um, what makes a really good day for me and what makes a not so efficient, productive, like I feel like ass at the end of the day, day. So um, my ideal day, and like this is nothing external. It's not like this is um, irregardless of good news, bad news, things going on in my personal life, like family, whatever. This is just pretty objective things that I do that make me feel really good. So my ideal day, (laughs) in a perfect world, I would have a slow morning. Like, I like to wake up early um, because it makes me more productive, but waking up to an alarm is probably the most excruciating thing in life ever. Like, I hate it. I literally had to change my alarm to something different because the generic eh, eh, Oh my God. I would literally wake up in like a panic attack. It just was miserable. So anyway, so, uh, wake up without an alarm would be awesome. Um, probably wake up around like seven or eight naturally, depending on the day, but wake up without an alarm, um, meditate. And I'm saying things that I should be doing, not things that I do all the time, but (laughs) things to optimize my day. Right. So Instead of checking my phone first thing, rolling over and just like scrolling on my phone mindlessly for the first 10 minutes of my morning, which is something I do sometimes and also I know I shouldn't. It's like I need to slap myself on the wrist. But so wake up, like close my eyes for a little bit, hopefully not fall back asleep, but like 10 minutes, just breathe. Um, Usually I do a guided meditation so I don't fall asleep. So I'm like listening to someone just kind of having like just breathing, just, you know, chilling there for a second, just preparing for the day. So I meditate, I wake up, I always open my blinds, like I love natural sunlight, it's, it's one of my favorite things, so um, open my blinds, uh, typically make my bed, um, I always make my bed, but like I don't know what specific order, but whatever, like usually have a cup of water as soon as I wake up, um, and then I'll make my bed, whatever, and then I'm trying to not drink coffee anymore, but I don't know how long it's going to last, so like have a cup of tea, have some black coffee, something to that nature, um, get that going and then like light something. So either like a candle or an incense and, um, I don't know, just the act of like lighting something and like just having that 
fumigation is probably not the right word, but just a scent, calming, peaceful. Like if I have the energy, I'll um, do my um, diffuser. But that takes some work, so I have to like fill it up and shit with water. But go light something basically. Um, usually water my plants. I probably overwater them at this point, so that's probably why some of them are struggling. But you know, just something along those lines. Um, and then music, like almost immediately. I probably would have done that the first minute or two um, after I woke up. But just some kind of music. So it depends on the mood. If I'm trying to be productive and like get work done, um, which is Monday through Friday, I will typically play like some sort of coffee shop music or um, piano, instrumental, like just something or classical, something mindless, but I still love music and I need some kind of background noise. So it's relaxing, but it's not going to put me to sleep. Right. Um, and like maybe tidy up a little bit. Like my place is relatively clean, but there's like stuff on my coffee table or some dishes. Like I like to keep a pretty cozy space because it is small. So I like to keep it um, relatively clean and organized as possible. And yeah, that's like my ideal morning. Um, maybe, you know, like put a cute, not when I say cute outfit, I mean like some shorts or joggers and like a t-shirt or a crop top, like not cute, cute, but just something like cute and cozy to wear around the house or go out for the day. Um, yeah. And if I didn't have to work, that'd be a perfect world. I ideally would not like to clock in anywhere. I don't think anyone really wants to work, but I do enjoy my job. So that's a plus. Um, but yeah, and just like, I don't know, go outside and go to the park, except it's hot as hell outside. So maybe not the park, but just that's my ideal morning. My not so ideal morning um, or the morning that is going to elicit the least productive day ever is going to be waking up to an alarm that is piercing my ears. And I'll probably hit snooze 18 times because I'm that person, unfortunately. Um, and then I end up rolling out of bed later than I anticipated to, but excuse me, instead of actually getting out of bed, I'll lay there on my phone, mindless as fuck for like 20 minutes for no reason, just like scrolling and things that I didn't need to see like it's just mindless basically is what it is um and I am guilty of it for sure but I just know it's not my best case scenario uh then would probably say if I didn't make my bed or like I you know had to rush and like just chug coffee um and basically just like get a late start to my day I think is one of the most detrimental factors on my mood, like out of things that I can control in life. Um, so I think just really controlling like my morning routine just always sets the tone for, for a great day. Um, I don't know how I got on this topic. I was talking about life is weird, but I guess it's one of my ways to combat life's weirdness is to control the things that I can control. And I have a control tattoo and it gets pointed out like, by strangers more often than not, but like pretty frequently or not strangers, but like maybe someone I'm in conversation with or, you know, whatever. And they point it out and it's always ironic because, um, it's either they point it out for two reasons. We're talking about control in either sense, but it's either one because like I'm stressing out about something stupid in life and they're like, 
and I say something like, yeah, I know, control what you can't control, whatever, and they point to my tattoo, I'm like, yes, that's why I got it. Um, or I'm, like, being my alpha, like, crazy self, um, and, like, trying to, like, control the situation, or, like, just be in charge, or, you know, something to that extent, and then I always catch myself, I'm like, okay, I need to, like, you know, not try to have control and to let go, and then they point out my tattoo. Um, so either way, I guess there are a lot of meetings for the reason why I got it, but mostly because the saying that got me through, um, a chapter in my life was control what you can control because anything outside of that, you're going to drive yourself batshit crazy. Um, one and two, I know a lot of people and I have fell victim to this mindset of always blaming external factors in life for misery or, um, unhappiness or failure or whatever the case is and you never win if you are pointing the finger at anyone but yourself because you can't control anything or anyone else and how they react or what they do or what happens but you have complete autonomy over yourself and what you allow and um just who you want to be and who you let yourself be and become and so realizing that in realizing that controlling what you can control is lowering expectations of other people, not lowering, but maybe just not having, um, controlling what you can control is really just lifting yourself up to the highest point that you can be genuinely. Um, and so when other people maybe aren't acting accordingly or other things aren't going your way, yeah, it'll still maybe rock you a little bit, but it's not going to completely shake and shatter your world because you have a really solid foundation of controlling yourself and your inner thoughts and your reactions to things. Um, so yeah, that was like, I got this tattoo, I think, uh, it might've been a year ago, like September of, of 2020 or October maybe. But another um, interesting thing is I hate when people ask, this is going to sound so shitty, but I hate people, like, ask what my tattoos mean um, because I have more than one. And also, like, like it's different if a friend asks me, but if it's just a straight-up stranger at a bar that is or a guy trying to flirt with me, like, oh, I love your tattoos. Like, what do they mean? Like, uh, honestly, fuck off. Like, that's what I want to say. Um, and I know that sounds really... Uh, I don't know, like shady and mean, like I'm not a mean person by any stretch of the imagination, but just like, don't, here's what it is. It's the intent behind the question. Like you're not asking because you actually care. You're asking because you want me to think that you care. And I know you don't. And I'm not going to waste my time like asking or telling you at 1am at a bar over loud music, what my Buddha tattoo means. You know what I mean? Like, nah, miss me with it. So, um, but on that note, my tattoos do have a lot of meaning, and I'm not going to go into depth about that today. Maybe that's a separate podcast if anyone actually gives a flying fuck. <laughs> but the overall kind of theme of why you can get tattoos in the first place is because they all symbolize, whether it's words or an image, um, sort of, not sort of, but they do symbolize a chapter in my life where either, like, it can be in the midst of it sometimes. I feel like we're always in the midst of learning things, right? Like you never learn something and you're like, okay, check. I never have to work on it again. Like 
you don't learn to have a, how to have self-control and then you just have it for the rest of your life. Like it's a constant, um, constant work. Right. So, but so whether it's like, I'm in the midst of kind of learning something, um, about life or myself, or just, I'm on a smaller journey amongst the larger journey, um, whether a chapter's closing or just opened, or like I said, I'm in the middle of it. Um, that's kind of what symbolizes or what my tattoos symbolize. And so it's like something that I've learned, like an overall theme basically is what they are. It's a theme of a part of my life where I had a really strong takeaway and I just, I don't know. I just want to put it on my body permanently. Um, like my first tattoo love yours was, this is the only one I'll explain. I promise. But it was the first one I got when I was 18 and I, don't know if I would have ever pegged myself as like a tattoo girl, like in high school or anything. Like I was pretty, I don't know, like just normal and kind of goody goody. Um, but I remember just sophomore or my freshman year of college, just kind of going through like a really transitional period, which a lot of people do. And, you know, just a lot of um, insecurities and like depression um, because it was kind of like self-inflicted because I was doing shitty things like, not all freshmen do, but, like, consuming way too much shitty food from the dining hall multiple times a day, and then, like, eating cookout at 2 a.m., and drinking an absurd amount of alcohol, and, like, not the good kind, like, Four loco and Pink Moscato, um, and Red Apple Ale, and Smirnoff Ice, like, the bottom of the barrel, (laughs) and, um, staying up super late and, like, binge-watching Netflix. I was watching Grey's Anatomy at the time and, like, skipping class and, like, not getting that much exercise. I don't think I'd started working out yet um, after coming off of high school where I worked out, like, every day. So it was just a really weird transition. And obviously due to that, like, as anything works in life, if you don't work at things, right, like, they just kind of consume you. And so I got really consumed by a shitty mindset. I became insecure and just, like, just all the things. Um, and so love yours was kind of my solidification of, it was honestly kind of the start of my self love journey. Now that I'm thinking about it, which was really cool. Cause I'd never kind of put that stamp on it before. Um, but it genuinely was the start of my self love journey. And that was the start of like, I remember taking a picture of myself in the mirror. Um, it was the end of freshman year going into the summer and it's not be, like I wasn't like trying to body shame myself, but it was because like my body and my poor choices reflected both externally and internally. So like not only did I gain a lot of weight, but like my mental was suffering too. And so it was more of a capture of this is how I look on the outside, but this is also a reflection of how I feel on the inside. And I am recognizing it and I'm, and I'm um, going to start implement, implementing things to change it because I don't want to feel this way anymore. And that's kind of where it all started, honestly. Like, and since then, it's been a fucking roller coaster of like, just whatever. Um, like the health and fitness journey, it's not linear by any stretch of the imagination. But yeah, that was the start of my self love journey. Just like, I want to put work back into myself and build myself up and grow. And it has been the most rewarding thing I've absolutely ever done for myself. Because it kind of starts in the gym, but it, it goes elsewhere. Like, I try to be super introspective and just um, 
yeah, all the things, like all the things. I don't want to be a naive human being. I don't want to, like, we all have flaws. I'm not trying to walk around like I'm a perfect person. Like, I know what my flaws are for the most part. I'm sure other people could point out a many. But, um, you know, like, I know when I'm wrong. I know when I'm being selfish. I know when I'm being hurtful. Um, I know when I'm being, cra- like, crazy. <laughs> you know, I know when I'm being overbearing. Like, I know these things about myself. and I wouldn't have probably been led to this state of mind if I hadn't looked myself in the mirror, damn, what is it, like six years ago now, my freshman year of college, six years ago, and said, hey, like, nah. (laughs) Like, basically, I was like, I'm I'm done with my own bullshit. I'm not going to live a life that I'm settling for and that I'm just, like, floating by and just, like, just being, I don't know, just it's not the life that I saw for myself. And I'm glad that I was able to establish that at the young age that I did Um, because I'm really grateful for, like, this whole self-love and just, honestly, like, people love, too. Like, I love people a lot. And, like, and I think being able to love myself so much has been a huge part of my able to exude this love that I have with my relationships, like, my friendships, my familial, you know, platonic, romantic, whatever. Um, And I think that's super important to be able to pour into other people, you have to have your own cup full. And that's a fine line because um, you can call it selfish, but I don't think there always has to be a bad connotation to selfish. I think it can be a great thing. It can be a positive thing um, because we need to be selfish with our time and our boundaries and, you know, our, yeah, our boundaries basically, um, And because of that, then we're able to be selfless to other people and those around us. So I think selfish is a good thing as long as you're not doing it at the detriment of anyone else. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, you live in your own head 24-7. Like, I'm always with me. (laughs) And I'd be damned if it's, like, not a happy place to live. And it's not always. Like, I'm human. But um, I have enough self-awareness to check myself and to know like when certain things are happening or when you know like I always know where I need to fall to and then that's when it just falls into discipline has to take over instead of motivation because I'm hardly ever motivated but I just try to be disciplined in things that I know will feed my soul so yeah I feel like I'm losing my voice um I guess that'll be my little rant for today tonight I literally, my door is closed. My balcony door is closed. And all I hear are those damn circadia, I think that's what what they're called, circadia bugs. And they all sound like they're mating right on my balcony. Like, I think a colony of them are just harboring under my balcony and just mating. Because that's what it sounds like. But, yeah. Um, Thanks again for listening. If you made it this far, if not, that's okay. Because I got a lot off my chest. That felt really good to talk about. Um, but, yeah, if you did make it this far, like, feel free to reach out and be like, hey, girl, you suck or you're great or either way. I don't care. You don't have to tell me. Um, but I would love, like, maybe topics of things to talk about or I'm just kidding. I always have shit to talk about. <laughs> Anyways, now I'm just rambling, hence the title rant not over. So I'm probably going to cringe when I re-listen to this um, because I don't edit 
my podcasts at all, like, at all. I just talk and let it be natural. Okay, I probably should go to bed soon. Just kidding, it's 8, but I'm a grandma. I don't know. Okay, peace and blessings, everybody. Or no one. <laughs> all right, bye.